Hello, beautiful Lightfold souls. Welcome to my new season, which is called Exploring Ascension. Today's guest is Tracy Mahan, a conscious channel. I look forward to connecting with you in my community, perhaps my writing community, or in one-on-one -on -one readings. Please check out Tracy's links below and mine as well. Thank you for listening, and please share if you enjoyed this. Hello, beautiful light-filled souls. I am so excited to be back to interviewing, and I had a reading with Tracy Mahan and loved it, very healing, and we started chatting after that, that healing, and I decided I want to bring more guests who can talk about awakening in ways besides near-death experiences, because we don't all need to die <laughs> to awaken, and that's part of my series. This upcoming series is focusing on how to live life well and how to heal. So Tracy is an international channel, a psychic medium, an empath, a clairvoyant. She's she's a Reiki master and is trained in all kinds of uh, different modalities that are incredibly helpful. But mostly what I liked about our talk was it seemed very personalized to me and to my needs and so loved that that channeling but welcome tracy thank you so much yeah yeah the whole bag of tricks um lots of one of the things that i love to do is learn and so everything you were listing there and like you were saying there's even more to that list and um, i just enjoy going out in the world and seeing all the different ways to heal all the different belief systems all the different things that we have at our access that we can dive into and learn more about who we are through those experiences. So, but yeah. thank you so much for having me on your show and getting back into the interviewing so that the rest of the world can be in this excitement with us. Yeah, I just love sharing what I experience with others. And, um, and so I'd like to just ask you, how did you awaken and what was your process like? Yeah, well, we were talking about that because, and it was fun because I'm like, I didn't fall and hit my head. I didn't go through a near death experience. Um, I just always had a curiosity. And um, I just remembering, I, I remember in high school, I used to think, boy, it'd be fun to just be psychic. It'd be fun to be intuitive like that. And for, for my experience is I would set that intention out there. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is that it is important to invite your, your helpers in. So like the angels, the guides, all the benevolent beings, the loved ones, all of that, we need to invite them in because we're in a reality that has free will, which is what makes it so unique and makes us wanna come here and experience that. But inviting them in, well, I grew up in a Catholic background and my mom is always praying over all of us. She's amazing at it. But one of the things she taught me to do was when I get in the car, I pray. So I came up with this little prayer and everyone's welcome to use it. I, I would say, God, please surround me with angels to surround me, guide me and protect me on my drive today. And, and basically in everything. So surround me, guide me and protect me in this day. And so what I didn't realize I was doing is inviting those angels in to guide me. You know, I'm thinking in a car driving, right? And later I was like, oh, I invited the angels in. So I started getting guided to all kinds of different truths, my truths, you know, and um, 
people that were doing dream analogy and uh, psychic readings and angel readings. I was like, there's such a thing as angel readings. That's so powerful. And so my path, I kept stumbling across these people and every day I'd get in the car and I'd say, blah, 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 you know, guide me. And um, then when I realized, I was like, that is so cool that my life just started to shift and turn and go this direction. I mean, I literally worked with a gal. We'd take lunch breaks together and she would teach me about dream analogy. How cool is that? I got introduced to St. Germain through her, which is dear to my heart now like that there's no mistake that that was my one of my big introductions to working with the violet flame and with energy and with light and then I stumbled across Reiki and and all kinds of different things so I kind of baby stepped but I ended up in this environment where meeting the right people at the right time got introduced to a group of people that were meeting on Wednesday nights and practicing their intuitive gifts and those people soon became family like like family to me and uh, my mom would join me for those Wednesday night groups and we would go and we just learned all kinds of things and it kept evolving because I had a desire for it to evolve and so I'm one of those people that will sit here and say I grew up on a farm in a Catholic home where doing psychic things was frowned upon and I got here without hitting my head or going through a near-death experience now my mom however went through I think it was two, two near-death experiences. And so, she, of course, she was the one that was jumping on that with me when I'd bring home and talk about and share these experiences. And when I first started doing this, I was still living with my parents. And so, so she got excited about it with me because she had her experiences with the near-death experience. So it was really ringing true for her, and we explored it together for a while. And then, then it came time for me to quit going to courses and classes and groups and things like that and actually put it to use and make a practice out of it. And so, um, and which I was absolutely foaming at the mouth to do, right? You know, it's like, that's the one thing we all want to do is I want to help people, I want to help people. And so I ended up taking a hypnotherapy class. And in that class, there was this beautiful woman, Bev Martin, who came from South Africa lives in Oregon now with her husband, and she teaches NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And she was teaching the NLP portion of my hypnosis class. And I was talking to her one day about, yeah, I really need an office space because I can't bring people to my home. You know, I got kids and cats and dogs and chaos, right? And speaking of your little dog now just getting in the background, how fun. But um, so she goes, well, where do you live? And I tell her where I live. And she goes, well, my office is only 10 minutes away. Do you want to share an office? And so doors started to open. So I had that evenings and weekends. I got to use her office. And it was quite an extraordinary experience to get to be in that office with her and her husband's an acupuncturist. And I actually shared his space with him. And it was, it was a launch, you know, and I, I got started and started practicing the hypnosis and intuitive readings. And mm -hmm. um, that kind of kept growing and growing. So one, one thing that hits me when you're talking is you did all of this from a place of joy and openness. And I think that's key yeah. when people ask for help from angels or help from their guides is to just have this innocence, almost like a child, like, Hey, let's yes. see what's going to evolve and to meet each moment 
with an open hearted space. And it sounds like you just kind of did that naturally. So it just evolved yeah. in that way. Yeah. Mom said when I was a baby, I used to be like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And my curiosity was off the charts and to when it was cute and then it wasn't cute. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, now it's getting old. <laughs> but you know, um, I did, you know, I, I just I wanted to know more and I wanted to know more. And that that was kind of uh, just like you're saying, it's like when a child his eyes get big and they see something exciting. Uh yeah. I always say it's like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, where do you start? You know, um, and to this day, if, if there's a class on something that I haven't learned about yet, I'll, I'll take it. You know, it's like, oh, I want to know, what are you doing over there? And I may agree and not agree. And here's the, here's some of the biggest advice I can give anybody on the journey. Use your discernment. If it doesn't fit for you, it doesn't, it, it's not for you. It can be somebody else's truth and be exactly what they want and not fit for you. And that's okay. It doesn't mean it's true or not true. You don't have to argue it. It's just not for you. It doesn't resonate because we are all, if I know anything at this point, and you know, you know how that goes tomorrow, everything can change. But what I believe today in this moment is, it's just like that fingerprint. It's just, we are a signature. And so we are all different. Everything's going to hit us different. The way we do it's different. The way you bring your channel in is going to be different than the way I bring my channel in or our information or whatever. We, we might use the same guidelines, but our overall technique might be different. And um, so discernment, whenever seeing a psychic or anyone that is working with you in a healing modality, um, if it's not resonating, that's okay. You don't have to feel bad about that. It's okay. Exactly. You know, and I, I've always learned something, even if I'm at a course or speech and I go to spiritual conferences, yeah. at least I did before the pandemic. And I might just take a line or two from what someone says. Like, you don't have to take everything from what a speaker says. You yeah. don't have to argue with it or waste time doing that. It's like, always move in the direction of love. Move in the direction of what gives you joy, what you resonate with. Because we all, like you said, are unique. And we're healing different things, letting go of different things. We have different missions. So it is what it is. But, you know, one thing that I've always been kind of uh, reluctant to talk about publicly or ask people too many questions about publicly is, you know, working with um, light beings and, and aliens, you know, like, yeah. um, and so how did that evolve for you? I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> so. So I'm a QHHT practitioner. So that's quantum healing hypnosis technique with Dolores Cannon. And um, I was going to my level two training for that in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And when I was there, uh, Julia Cannon was trying to demonstrate how sometimes you can take people into regression and they're going to come back with an ET and energy. You know, they, they might channel an extraterrestrial. And so, of course, I'm like, ooh, this is the good stuff. And so uh, one of the people that works with her is Kyle Wittenberg, and he channels Octurians. And so he went under and starts bringing forward his Octurian. I am chills from head to toe, goosebumps everywhere. And my whole body starts shaking. And I feel like a, I always refer to it like a piece of bacon, you know, like a piece of bacon sizzling. And I'm sitting by Julia and I said, man, there is a lot of energy in this room. 
And she's like, oh yeah, that happens, you know? And, and I'm over there just having this weird experience. And she's just sitting there like, this is fun. This information he's bringing through is really cool. I couldn't tell you anything Kaya said on stage that day because I was having all these weird vibrations and activations going on. And I didn't know what that was at the time. But then, so that was our last day of class. That evening, we went and did a bonfire for, that was a new moon that night. All these, all these things that are like in hindsight going, oh, new moon and activations and all these things happening. So we went and had this little ceremony by a creekside and, you know, anyone from the class could attend. So there was a large group of us. Well, I ended up riding in the car with Julia and Kaya and went with them. And um, I was telling them, yeah, that was a weird experience in class today, Kaya, thanks. That the channel was amazing. And um, I was having all these experiences and Julia was saying, oh yeah, it sounds like you've been activated. I said, wouldn't that be nice if you could be activated like a, a fast track to activation? And so we had this whole conversation. He channels again at the fire and, you know, again, just kind of having all of these amazing feelings running through me at this point. This time it wasn't activations. It was more like just this flow of energy of recognition. This feels like home. There's something about these channels and, and I couldn't get enough of it. And so then the next day I'm going to fly out. So I, I go back to my uh, hotel room and I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm cold. And I'm thinking, I think it was about three in the morning. I wake up. It was one of those humid things where the air conditioner would kick on it would make it too cold and then when it kicks off then it would get too warm it felt like menopause you're in there flipping covers on and off and anyway so at that point I pulled the covers over me so I know it was around 3 a.m when I did that then I woke up about 7 a.m and I was going to go meet uh Julia and some others for breakfast for the last hurrah and then go get my plane I woke up and I turned and all of a sudden I'm like what the heck and I had this horrible pain on my side right under um under my left breast on the rib cage. And I was like, what the heck? And I touched it and there was a big freaking knot bubble on my right under, right on my rib cage there. And I was like, what the heck? And I'm looking all over for spider, a bug, you know, something. And I even, I'm, you know, I'm trying to take a picture of it to see if there's teeth marks or anything. There was no, no clear sign of any kind of teeth marks or any kind of bite marks. Couldn't find any bugs in that room whatsoever because I wanted to know what bit me in case there was a severe reaction to it. So somewhere between three and seven, I had a visit. And how do I know this? Because I went home and well, first off, I told the group at the table, I said, yeah, I had this weird thing happen, blah, 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 and tell them about it. And they said, uh, well, do you think that's an implant or something? And do you think he got visited by the aliens? And they were kind of being joking, not joking with I was like, I don't know. So I went home and I got together with a friend of mine that does sessions also. And we were going to do a trade because I just got back from training. Right. And so we're going to do a trade. And she goes to put me back in the chair. I go to tip the chair back. I said, I feel kind of funny. Like my head's all tingly. And um, I said, I'm having a really hard time forming words and I'm starting to talk really funny. And then I tip the chair back and boom, here comes the Octarian voice. And it's just absolutely, it was like a genie out of a bottle moment. You know, it's like, blah, 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 it starts talking and taking me everywhere. And it was taking me to see the giants, to see the Syrians, to see the Andromedans, to see all these different collectives and had a total experience with that. And she asked, 
what is the bump on, on Tracy's rib cage? And they said, well, she asked for that. And I was like, I asked for that. And she's like, oh, she asked for that. How did she ask for it? And she goes, doesn't she remember being in the car ask, telling Kaya and Julia that she wished there was a way to fast track her awakening? <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. That was I came home track. and I'm a channel now. <laughs> Anyways, um, I thought that was interesting that that's the answer that came through is that there was some sort of, so they said it wasn't like a implant, like a physical thing. It was kind of more like a energy infusion of some sort. Um, but anyways, it was, it was interesting. Um, but it changed my life. That, and that how did it change your life? Because I think, you know, that's that type of knowledge or that type of awareness. Like, I feel like I've touched a tiny portion of it. I haven't gone deep into any, like there's some fear and there might be fear in some of my listeners. Like what, what can you say to maybe alleviate fear or open people's oh. minds? Okay, so well, I have now what I call the gatekeeper, and that is the one I call Daniel, the Octarian. And um, so we live in a third dimensional reality. So our our energy can dip down, it can raise up, right? We can kind of go back and forth, and we have this beautiful, unique experience that we can do these things. And um, so Daniel is there to make sure that when I am in the channel. When I'm opening myself up like that, one, he is the usually the first one to come through, and then he'll bring through others that will channel Syrians and Pleiadians and Lyrans and all kinds of different beautiful benevolent energies can be channeled now, but he's they have to go through him first. And I've had the experience where he's said no. It's like there, and then I'll get the information. There's there's an energy here that wants to give a message. They want to use you as a channel, but we're not going to allow that. We're, we're just going to uh, give you the message. We're going to be the translator of the message, and he'll do it that way. So I encourage everyone, find a gatekeeper, because how cool is that? Um, because there, there are lower energies, denser energies that also would like to come play. You know, uh, there's people that left the body but didn't cross into the light and different things like that. And nothing wrong with them they're beautiful beings they're just in a different dimension and frequency and so their integrity of the message that they're bringing through may not be in the highest vibration and how do you know that how do you know if your channel is in the highest vibration a high vibrational being will never give you ever give you fear-based information and that is my rule if i get fear-based information you're out and exactly, you know, and so many times it seems like the pure messages, whether it comes from angels, from God, from a guide, they're yeah. very simple messages, you know, like they're, they're loving healing messages that kind of turn things around in some way, you know, just remind you of like in your reading with me, this protection that can grow around a person, you know, that, yeah. that really we can walk through this life and understand the difference between being an empath who soaks up everything and an empath who has boundaries you know that there's healing for that and and i think this time period don't tell me if i'm wrong what i'm gathering from the energies right now is man i feel so clear like i feel clearer than ever and i think a lot of spiritual people are feeling an upgrade and you're feeling like, okay, maybe the old rules, like you were saying earlier, we don't know what game we're playing now. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like until all the new rules are downloaded. Well, if you, you know? think about it, let's let's compare it to a game. 
because yeah. there's levels in a game and when you make it to the next level the scenery changes doesn't it and then the the way you play the game changes and so that's just what's happening we're making it to a next level it's not it's not that we're ahead of or above anyone else we're just at a different level now and you know we we get to evolve to these different stages i do want to point something out just because we're on the extraterrestrial thing and you keep doing something that they keep making it sound right out in my head and so i'm going to ask your permission do you mind if i speak about it yeah you're like oh what's she gonna say <laughs> no it's great um, <laughs> yeah you keep doing this thing with your hand that is indicating that you are from a, a benevolent group of beings with three fingers do you know what that is you keep doing that really <laughs> yeah. now when you go back and watch the video you guys are going to watch her she's going to raise her hand up and and talk and the two fingers in the middle will stay together and the other ones fan out and you do that when you're talking and that's because that's part of the collective that you come from you're drawing energy in here and the energy comes out oh how interesting and i've always talked with my hands especially since the near-death experience like and i just gave up you know you see early videos and teaching where you're using your hands like, i can't control it <laughs> no yeah anytime i i take the little mouse cursor over my youtube video this is what i see you know they'll give you that little three second clip and my hands are always <laughs> So like, tell, tell me about those beings with the three fingers. That's interesting. Well, I know the Octarians have three fingers. So oh. uh, let's see if it's an Octarian collective. Um, you have, uh, what is the three fingers? Well, you do have an Octarian group, but they're on your left side. Um, there's a very feminine present with presence with them where like mine's very masculine um and then what's the one on the right side Syria you got syrians on the right you've got um you're part of some amphibian group uh water beings do you like water oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i think the three finger thing is um it's kind of an indicator of something a life, a life that you had or a collective that you're connected to that's very connected to water. And um, you probably get a lot of information, like when you're in the shower, you're swimming, you're soaking in the tub, you're playing in the ocean, and you're going to be downloaded. Um, yeah, and it also washes away the energy of the day. You know, that's, you I think everyone should use the shower or bath that way is every bit of energy from media, from people, from the grocery store, just wash it all away and be your pure channel right. because we all can be pure channels. And how do you, how do you guide people or do you teach courses for opening up to channeling or do you teach various courses? Um, you froze up a little bit for me, so... Oh. Uh, can you ask that again? Yeah, I was asking, how would you um, help people open up to channeling? You know, I kind of did it from this place of innocence, but do people come to you with a lot of questions? Um, um, yeah, I do a channeling and light language class. I'm going to hold one in July in uh, Salem, Oregon. And that, oh, if anyone is interested in that, that's on my website, which is tracymahan.com. Um, but yeah it'll happen so often it's it's crazy and every one of us have this beautiful gift to do this now here's what i want to tell you that's going to get a little bit more expansive for the ones that are afraid of what am i channeling uh 
I started channeling the Octarian. I, I, so somewhere in there, his name became Daniel. Um, as I started channeling Daniel, the energy was very separate from me. And then I would feel it merge with me. Then, then it was less of that feeling of merging and just knowing that it's already there. And then it was like, now it's part of me. It's like, I can grab that energy super fast. It's always accessible. And then I was asking, why did it get so easy? And it's because, well, first they needed me to understand that the difference between me and the other energy. And so that's why they started it off with being so defined. Um, and then as I acclimated to that and understood that I was channeling and the more I started trusting it and trusting it, because you guys have no idea how many times you'll go, am I making this up? And it, it does happen. You will, I, am I making this up? And is this a real thing? And then something will happen. It's like they hear you say it and they'll bring you something to solidify. You couldn't make this up if you tried. And this other person sitting there with their eyes bugged out going, how did you know that? And there's just stuff that has happened through these channels and through these um, ascension sessions that you can't explain. <laughs> and it's like, but here's the truth of it. What I've learned through the channeling is we have many aspects of ourselves. We are a very large energy, soul energy, and we are one aspect of that soul energy. And I found out Daniel is another aspect of that same soul energy. So Daniel is, is me and incarnated in another lifetime. So we are communicating in real time through these channels, but that is a version of me. So when you get afraid of channeling, don't be because you're what you're doing is connecting to other aspects of yourself that are incarnated on other planetary systems and you are connecting with yourself basically and higher energy forms fascinating fascinating and so it's all timeless and so why why couldn't we be able to send you know like in some regressions i've sent love and healing to someone who is afraid to die in a previous incarnation you know like oh hey i've done that it's all right you're gonna be here you're gonna you know, be just okay. kind of help yeah. with that and they've sent me energy from what they learned you know like but it's a part of me we understand the past but the future maybe is a little harder for people to grasp and that oh the future is also talking to you or you know in this this realm yeah yeah, you can reach all of it. Time travel's real if you just go in your mind and do it. <laughs> you, you may not get to take the physical body that you're in, but um, yeah. And this physical body, what would you think if I told you you had other physical bodies? And you could take the, the essence that is you, that soul self, and when you're asleep at night, you go in and, and you go and in, in embody another one of those physical bodies. And and you have other lifetimes that you're living simultaneously with this one when this one's at rest. In other words, the movie Avatar, what about that theory where he transfers his consciousness over to that avatar to become part of that tribe on that planet? I'd say they can't have it. It's mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you have another vehicle. You have another vehicle that is waiting for you in, in maybe another place and and... You know, it's like, well, if I leave my body at night and I'm going to these other places to visit and, and you know, interact with these beings, how am I doing that if I'm in the energy body? Well, because there, there are avatars there waiting for you to occupy them. And then you have a physical body there too. You just don't get to remember it. There's so many things. 
these so, are all just theories, by the way. <laughs> Nothing can be proved. And these are just experiences. And I, I take people on regressions and they've had experiences like this in yeah. their regressions. Um, I've taken people on ascension sessions. We've seen things like this and those. So it's just a theory and it's just a right. concept. And it's like, why not play in that? Why not? Yeah. Where did these movies come from if they were based on somebody's imagination or memory of doing something just like that? I always say that I'm open-minded. I can be, you know, kind of skeptical of certain theories, <laughs> but I'm generally open-minded enough to go, well, with enough evidence, you know, I'll, I'm open to, and that can be spiritual experience, that can be uh -huh. anything, you know, like I'm, I'm open to people's evidence and my own evidence, you know, like going through time. There's a near-death experiencer, Ingrid Honkala, who talks about being in a couple of different bodies. And I remember the first time I heard that, I didn't, I've interviewed her, but I haven't talked to her about that. I was like, you know, no, no, that can't that? be, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What's she, she talking about this? <laughs> well, in, in Dolores Cannon's book, she talks about how they're going to spoon feed us this information because there's no way our minds can comprehend right. that convoluted universe. Right. That, that it's too much for us to understand in the form that we decide to take in these human forms, our minds are not are not evolved enough to comprehend how expansive things can actually be. Oh, I know the smartest of us. I knew that from my near death experience. You know, like these neurosurgeons didn't even realize angels were helping them you know, through the surgery. I'm like, <laughs> they were so brilliant. You know, they're freaking neurosurgeons, and here they are assisted and don't even know it. And yeah. then here I was putting so much emphasis on college and my brain and my studies. And that near-death experience expanded my consciousness so much more so than much. college. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. college was great, don't get me wrong, but you know, it's it's funny, you know, like where our closed-mindedness begins and where where we can just expand our boundaries. And you know, if something helps me live better, you know, if a theory helps me find forgiveness or find release or find more joy. Yeah or live better here right now, I'm open to it. That's why I'm kind of expanding my own consciousness right now. And I love the mission of your website and your mission to help people. And I know you meet people, because I do, uh, who are in pain, or at least they're questioning their next career move or you know what to do about a situation. Like yes, life is so real. And sometimes it's a illness that's pretty serious that people are facing. Um, what? What is some advice that comes through from Daniel to, in general, to help people in times of crisis? Daniel has the best advice. He says, your only purpose, because everyone, what's my purpose? That's like top question. What's my purpose? You're all about to find out. Your purpose is to be happy. Go find the thing that makes you happy. Because when you find the thing that brings you joy and makes you happy, that's when you know you're in your purpose. And for me, it's this kind of work. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I could be considered a workaholic because I'm, I'm doing this. If I'm not doing uh, a session with somebody, I'm doing something like this where I'm, I'm doing a podcast with someone. I'm making a YouTube video. I'm setting up a workshop. I'm, I'm always doing something because I love it. I love being in the energy of it. Uh, I feel like I live... Uh, as close as I can get at this point, anyways, a 5D life, you know, the fifth dimension. I, I get to have these conversations every day. And I hear from people every day, they start talking about their experiences. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're like, 
I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot, but I don't have anyone to talk to about this. And I, it takes me back to a time when I felt the same way. Like when I was first dipping my toe in the water with dream analogy and all of that, it's like, who do you talk to about this stuff? People just think, oh, that's weird. Okay. You're going to try to read something into that. All right. And what, you know, what, and, um, if you don't mind me asking, because my near death experience was in the nineties, um, was that about the time you were dipping? The 90s, in the yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I graduate. I'm 51. I'm not going to be a shy person about yeah, my And I'm 50. I graduated, so. <laughs> yeah, I I graduated in 1989, started working in retail. So my journey, my journey kind of started um, when I was about 15. Yeah, 15. Uh, my brother's best friend got killed in a car accident. And that kind of kickstarted my journey because he was like a brother to me. And so that was the first real, real, real close loss that I ever had. And yet I was, I was feeling that elated feeling. And I'm sure it was something similar to what you had in your uh, near-death experience. I went to his funeral. And I couldn't quit smiling. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And I'm like, everyone else is crying. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like 15 years old going, why do I feel this way? Finally understanding at a later date that I, he was letting me know how he was feeling. And that him and I had actually had a lot of lifetimes together. And that's why I was able to feel what he was feeling. And he was my launching point. I knew I was talking to him. And he's the one that got me started in mediumship and, and psychic abilities and kind of took me on this path. You know, I'm 15 years old. I think it was a sophomore in high school. And, um, and that, was, that was a very intense feeling for me. My grandfather had, on my mom's side, had died a year before I was born. Um, in hindsight, I realized I had been talking to him all the time. And after having this experience with, with my brother's friend, I'm like, oh my gosh, I do this with grandpa. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, I've always done this. And so, so yeah, but we all can always do this. And, and all of you, when you get into it and understand what it is and, and see what, what that means for you, when you get into that communication, you're going to realize you've probably done it way more often than you realize, you know, the conversations in your head when you're driving in the car and you're getting, you're kind of having that, that full conversation, you're saying something, getting an answer, you know, isn't it miraculous, really? I mean, that, that friend and that communication and that moment, when you look back, there's so many miraculous moments. Like there's one, your your friend reminded me of another. Right after my near-death experience, I had a friend who was a Reiki master and he was this really empathetic, loving person. And he always told my friend Nina and I that he was gonna die young. And he was gay and he, you know, like counseled people in the HIV community. And we thought, oh no, you know, maybe he's going to get that, you know, no, 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 no. He actually died of throat cancer really young and he didn't smoke. His father smoked and my friend took it really hard, but I knew the moment he died, you know, I'd visit him in the hospital and I had to go back to work. And I just knew because he was like clear as day right beside me, just walking in the mall, cracking jokes, you know, talking about how I wasn't looking around enough and I was lost in my head. (laughs) And it was just this miraculous moment where I really realized, oh, he is one of my guides now. He really does love us. And he knew this ahead of time. And isn't that so beautiful when some of us know, you know, we're on this path that we're connected and we're able to communicate it in life. Exactly. It it is beautiful. If we didn't fear the death, 
Um, and it, I don't even know, you know, I've, I've done so many past life regressions with people and myself where I've been through the death scene in the past life and I've taken other people through it. It's always the same beautiful, uh, you know, even the ones that didn't want to leave their life, they were having a beautiful connected life, beautiful family, loved their lives, didn't want to leave. Then they exit the body. Okay, so what's happening now? Oh, so free. Oh, even the ones that love their life are, are so free. And everything from that point on is, is very blissful and enjoyable and love there's so much love around them and i'm sure that you describe things the same way i haven't actually got to hear your near-death experience yet but <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a quick link <laughs> yeah because i know sure you have it on a video somewhere and i can watch it because um but you know how that is you know it's just such a beautiful experience and then we get to go pick something else that we're going to do and uh, maybe we want to continue these journeys on earth or whatever it is. And, um, you know, and then, then there is also, there's just so much, you know, it's like we could talk for days on these subjects because there is so much, but as I, as I've been through all of these, I don't fear death anymore. I'm almost like, um, I, I just feel like it'll be going home wherever home is. I'm going to go home but that doesn't take away from my journey here, you know? Yeah. And there's been times, like when I went through my divorce, I went through a dark night of the soul. I was, I was like everybody else in a dark night of the soul. Like, what's the point of even being here anymore? What is the point of this life? You know, and you're questioning all of that and you're just in that desolate place. And um, even that now I can see the blessings and how much beautiful stuff came out of that. What if everything on this planet was working for you, even the darkness, even the, the wars and, and the different things that are going on all around our world when we had COVID and all that? Well, I, say, I, I always refer to COVID as if it were past tense now, <laughs> <laughs> but even the, the first two years of that where we're all in these lockdowns and all of that, so many beautiful things came of that. And I know that we, we all lost loved ones through that journey as well. And I think for us, the death thing isn't so much, at least for me, it wouldn't be so much death itself. It's how is it going to happen? And that's where I think we get trapped in our minds. And, you know, we got these movies and all these other things that are showing horrific scenes and things like that. And I think it just really puts it in our head that it's a scary time. And, um, yeah, and I, I see this time as not frightening at all. And I didn't see the past two years as frightening at all. I was like, oh, great. Now people are going to meditate more and they're going to face a lot of things within themselves yeah. that they haven't they faced before. Yeah. And they're going to get very real about who they want in their life, who they don't want in their life. After some isolation, they're going to learn a lot. And I think in general, it's showing up is not showing up. Yeah. Two years before that, that experience of lockdown and two years afterwards, the students that are coming into my community college classrooms have such a language for spirituality and for meditation that they wow. that they didn't have before. I mean, this is in mass. So I think there's been in younger people a mass, at least searching or awakening. And I have to beautiful. agree with that. I've had the 20 somethings, a lot of 20 somethings in my office lately with 
regression work and ascension sessions and it's amazing uh, yeah and i call it the rapid awakening because you know there's so much information out there now when we got started on this like we were revealing uh, that was the 90s yes <laughs> so, so there wasn't as much information there wasn't as much technology and access to it and but i was always told even in the younger when i was uh, i think i was about 19 when i really dove into like i gotta know more about this i had an experience of my own with a past life through the dream analogy and it just went Woof. and i'm like oh my god i gotta know more about this i changed my you know i was in turmoil and now i'm not and it didn't come back and and i moved through that so quickly and in hindsight that could have taken a lifetime to move through the thing that went away in 30 seconds isn't that um, amazing? You know, I've had moments like that mind. too. It's like, yeah. it's pretty much instant healing. <laughs> and, and you're, you're like, it wow, really I didn't have to do 10 years of therapy. I mean, I got this one, this one done yeah. in an afternoon, you know, yeah, but, what, but what other you say, if you could take that 10 years of therapy and, and just do it, knock it all out in two hours, you know, and it's like, what? Yeah, let's do that. And oh, I've had people tell me that too. And but I'm sure you things. have too, where you're like, they're the client saying I've been in therapy and I've gone to therapy for a year and you did more in, in this one hour than, than I got to in a whole year with the therapy. And it's not their fault. It's not the therapist's fault. There's so many freaking guidelines for those guys that they, they're only allowed to do so, so much with you. Well, you're setting the groundwork a lot of times. I always say it wasn't oh, yeah. wasted time. You know, that's the intellectual, Ever. emotional boundary work that's so important. But I think healers like us can at least center that light and that intention for the light to come through and create that moment of healing you never know if it's that moment or if it's the next week or the right. next month but at least it's an intention of that light yeah. and i think therapists can do it too doctors can do it it's just a consciousness change you know that hey why don't i why don't i see the best future for this person and let me see what what thread is going to get them there or what what has the best probability yeah, we're heading there to that world. Yeah, that fun? that's so I, exciting that we are awakening to that. And I know, I know. And there was something I was going to ask you about. Yeah, so dark nights of the soul and how how they help us. Like I have this theory, and this is what I say because I really battle with that. You know, there's some people who say the darkness has to be here, and I'm like. Yes, but it doesn't have to be so weighty. You know, we can clear a lot of it. You know, like there can be shadows that come up. There can yeah. be fears that come up in society, but we can clear it a lot quicker. We can heal it a lot quicker. It doesn't have to be so devastating. You know, what what might have been, you know, a school shooting could be, you know, yelling at a principal's office and then healing. You know, what what could have been, you know, there's these these many yeah, what is it showing us? Yeah it's a compass. It's, um, you're so right on with that. It's like it, what could have been a five minute conversation in a office or somebody recognizing something because they're paying attention. Um, we are, we are in a interesting time where we grew up in the society that's teaching us to be distracted and teaching us a lot of things, you know, we're, we're constantly being taught. We're very suggestible beings you know it's and so what do you want to subject yourself to because you're taking that information in that's why i'm you know the tv goes off and you know new i don't watch the news i don't you know get into controversial things because 
if it's if it's meant to be mine there's so many ways to take this stuff because it's a sensitive subject because i know when people are passionate about what's going on in the world it's not to take away from that because one of the things that daniel showed me is as light workers there is collectives there's a collective that came in to to do the battling there's a collective that came in to hold the light so that they could have the space to do the battling there's the collective that's coming in to clean the energy out after the, all of the intensities are happening right and so there's all this dense energy that needs cleared out so we're we're in groups which one do you resonate with if you're the one that wants to go stand on the front lines and protest and and be that that's what you came to do and then but don't be upset at the one that wants to sit over here and meditate and see the world in glowing beautiful light because they came here to hold the energy for you so you could go stand on the front line and when we can see that we're all here doing this together we don't all have to be doing the same thing and we're yet we're all here doing the same thing right <laughs> so so many powerful things and i'm losing track of of the original question but there's um there's just so much more going on than any of us could really actually conceptualize and that is why in my mind it's so important to embrace our differences because we came from collectives all around the multiverse and beyond you know we're travelers from other universes we've had lifetimes in so many different extraordinary places and we came here for this experience for the experience but also to bring in a different vibration and there's as as it keeps evolving as we keep getting more and more information as the light keeps shining like i said tomorrow i might believe something completely different than today if i get revealed a new piece to the puzzle um yeah and my belief system doesn't have to be your belief system and we can create you can create your reality and i can create my reality and we can still have our joined reality too and so it's all beautiful one one question i wanted to ask you and this is this might be one of our last questions is I know people's intuition we're taught in this culture not to pay attention to our gut and one thing that I think is yes. is like revealing and, and just like becoming so much more open to me in this energy is like I'm just getting information quickly something will hit my gut and it'll just be a few sentences and I'm like okay no I can't do business with that person can't you know like I'll just know and and I'm kind of shocked that the information comes in that quickly but I think it's important to listen to it. So, you know, like we are being upgraded to get more information a little bit quicker. And it's yeah. not that that person is wrong. It's just maybe wrong for me this time. Who knows? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and there again, nobody is wrong. Absolutely yeah. nobody is wrong. They are absolutely right for their belief system and where they're at in their evolution at this time. That is the right answer for them. It may not be the right answer for you. And when we can all understand that, that we're all right, then nobody has to be wrong, which is the beautiful thing. It's kind of like everyone gets a trophy at the end of the baseball <laughs> game, right? Every kid gets a trophy. Um, you know, you and I can have completely different thoughts and ideas and, and expansion and how we do our work and everything. And you're going to be exactly right for you. And I'm going to be exactly right for me. And I can love you for that. And I can not only love you but appreciate it and be like oh my god i love the way that you bring that in that would never work for me but it works for you and that is so cool and there's another thing that keeps being brought to my attention too because it's like 
there, there was, um, I think COVID would be a good, good example to bring in. Like there was a lot of people in my light working community where, you know, we're like in the vaccine wars. <laughs> and it's like, what's happening here? Or the elections. What? The election what? Wars. Vaccine wars? I didn't hear about that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> High five. <laughs> You had me. I was like, what? How do you not know about it? Anyway, so, you know, and it was like, when we asked Daniel, should you get the vaccine or not get the vaccine? He said, yes. <laughs> He's like, yes, you should. And what's happening with the world? Should we be in this side of the fence or that side of the fence? He said, yes, you're right. No matter where you're at, you're right. Yes. It's right for you. The answer is yes. <laughs> if you like believe you should get training. the vaccine, get the vaccine. <laughs> if you believe it's going to hurt you, then it's going to hurt you because yes. you believe it. And so the answer is yes. And so really what it all boils down to is what do I believe? And, and it's Anita, okay that I believe something different than you believe. Anita Morjani talks, yeah, talks about that with healing when people get cancer or they get an illness since she recovered so quickly, they want the yeah. exact answer. And she's like, what do you believe in? If you believe in a combination of Chinese medicine and Western medicine, do that. If you believe in Chinese medicine, do that. Like, oh, so brilliant. In the direction of your joy, go in the direction <laughs> of your belief because you're co-creating with it. And I know that's a lot of responsibility. And it's a lot of responsibility for me. And maybe, maybe yeah. you can answer this. I know you have to go soon. But one thing with all this consciousness and all this freedom of choice and creation, sometimes I feel like I, I'm scared to even create, like I'm a sampler, if that makes sense, of energies <laughs> and possibilities. I just go sample it energetically. I'm like, do I want to go in that direction? Do I not? It's like, it's hard. Well, here's the beautiful, amazing thing. I think that you should just call this, this video beautiful. <laughs> because that's everything about it is beautiful if you decide um well one of the things you said is that's a big responsibility that's a belief there you go do you want to have that belief system or not have that belief system what <laughs> if everything was really easy what if it was really easy to sample that energy over there sample this energy over here and knowing that i'm going to sample this and if i don't like it i can change i can change what i want to bring in or you stop and you look around you and you say, okay, I really like these parts of my life, but this over here isn't working. Well, what part do you play in that? Because you get to change that part if you want to. And sometimes, you know, it's not, I make it sound like, oh, just like, oh, there you go, you can change it. Well, let's say <laughs> like you are in conflict like with blank. a loved one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're in conflict with a loved one. This one's a big one. You get in conflict with that loved one. It's a toxic relationship at this point. The, these are hard decisions sometimes, right? Because you got this toxic relationship forming because your, your expansion is pulling you away from that person and neither one of you wanna let go. So it becomes toxic because you're trying to hang on to something that's no longer a vibrational match at this time. And let's be clear, at this time, it doesn't mean that right now it's not, but maybe up here it will be again. So you're hanging on to this relationship, it becomes toxic. And you're like, why am I in this? Why is this person? Why, why, why? Well, stop, pause. You have a choice. How much energy are you putting in that relationship? How much, how much of that relationship is about both of you trying to be right and prove the other one wrong? What is it that's toxic about it? Can you change that? Can you change the way you're approaching it? Can you change how you're responding to it to 
see it from the other person's perspective. Do all the little tools. If it's still toxic, if, it, if you're dealing with a complete bipolar, narcissistic, whatever, you know, we got all the labels. <laughs> if you're dealing with somebody that just can't seem to shift in that way, you make a choice. You don't have to have that person in your life. Or, you know, it, this is what I'm learning. It's like, we do participate. Even oh if God, it's yeah. just this participation of hanging on to something that isn't working, like, what if you hang on to what's working, even with a toxic person, like maybe you like to, I don't know, do yoga and laugh, you know, with someone who's a little bit, you know, maybe you know, like dangerous in some ways, but you just chat after class and, you know, you have a Absolutely. joyful relationship that works. So do what it's works. no longer toxic then because yeah. it's not putting you in turmoil. So sometimes yeah. we want more from a person than they can give but we do like certain things about them. And so, you know, that I think it's, there's grief in that because you wanted more, you know, and that's what you have to look at in yourself. But I think like we're beginning. Yeah, now, now you're getting into attachments and expectations. Yeah. That when you let go of all that, then sometimes people change and evolve on their own, but it's like, they're never going to do it if you're trying to make them do it. <laughs> right. And, and one of the things that was a big eye-opener for me and we're all taught to do this I don't know anyone that isn't taught to do this but maybe you're part of a very elite group that didn't get taught this manipulation we're all taught it yeah. I'm going to say something to you in hopes of getting a response like if I said I love you I'm waiting in a pause for you to say it back to me that's you know if I say I love you la 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 and I'm not sitting there waiting and anticipating and expecting that I love you back to come, you know, okay, they didn't say it back. Now I'm going to go sit in a victimhood moment over here. Like, why didn't they say they love me back? Don't they love me? I do all these things for me. Da, 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 da. You know, and we tell ourselves stories and we work up this energy and it might not even be that the other person doesn't love you back. They might love you back. They just, it just didn't come out of their mouth in that moment. But, um, Emotional manipulation, doing something, uh, doing something in hopes that another person is going to respond a certain way, uh, doing something, withholding something to get something out of somebody else, whatever it is. Look at your behavior. Yeah. What is the intention behind it? And when you can get to the deepest part of the intention behind it, then if it is not love, what is love? What is what is the way to respond in love? Because the way I'm responding. I'm wanting you to say you're sorry. I'm wanting you to, to own this. I'm wanting you, well, guess what? There's three fingers pointing back. Mm -hmm. And so where is it that you need to own something? Where is it that you need to apologize? Maybe it's not to that person, or but maybe that person is a mirror to you so you can see a behavior that you're having that you need to, to address. And that's why it won't stop. That's why it's persistent. That's why it's in your life to be your mirror. It's always about reflection, right? Yeah, there's so much projection in this world. And I was talking with a fellow near-death experiencer and we we're talking about how I think one of the best gifts that we give people is just not expecting anything from them. You know, like, you know, like so he was talking about how this woman asked him a question. He's like, I don't want to date you, 
I don't want to talk, you know, talk with you after this. I don't need anything from you. I don't need your money. I'm just going to give you some advice that I'm going to go away. If you don't ever want to contact me again, that's fine. But I'm going to, I'm just going to give you something right here. And, and I think the world needs more of that, you know, just interactions yeah. where people can relax and go, oh my God, this person doesn't want anything out of me. And I think what's been so freaky to me is, you know, as a near-death experiencer to come back with all this love yeah. is like people trying to manipulate me and me seeing through it a lot of times like yeah well I don't I don't want that from you and I don't want to give that to you you know like you know I just yeah. I just want to talk about love <laughs> you know? I love that yes and so it's been an interesting journey and then people's words and this is what I was talking about being clearer and I hope this reaches the audience like I'm seeing through people's words now it's like someone can offer a lot with words oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's total manipulation. No, thank you. You know? <laughs> you know what? That's so powerful. And your audience needs to hear that because they're at a place now where they can't. I'm noticing the same thing with myself. Like somebody will say something. I'm like, they didn't really mean that. And then I'm like, why do I think they didn't really mean that? You know, and, and it's our intuition kicking in that it, just like you said, it's like, oh no, they're manipulating me in this way or that way. Or, um, you know, it's, uh, one of the cases recently was kind of more like the ask for don't or ask for forgiveness not not permission is that the right way yes <laughs> so doing something and then coming back and being oh i'm sorry and it's like boy that sure didn't sound like it it didn't resonate as a very genuine sorry you know um just it's so interesting the people in my life right now and i'm telling you these stories going oh yeah then they're yeah you know and I'm, it's just like <laughs> And I have, I have no judgment with that. I'm, I'm noticing that they're in this place in their life and they're experiencing this and this feels like something that they need to do to be happy in their world without guilt or without, you know, feeling like they did something wrong. This is what they need to do. But there is no wrong or right. You're just doing, you're having experiences. You didn't like the experience, do something different, you know. Um, it, it's interesting and maybe this will resonate with some of the listeners of the show uh, you know this piece that that you're talking about where you're like, mm, that didn't feel right but the words are there the action you know they they came yeah. forward they did the thing why doesn't it feel like it it should and it's because you're evolving and you're you're actually reading the vibration and not the words yes yes and it's it's so fascinating i mean it's just fascinating and and then there's always the verifiable details because then you look back and you go, okay, my rational consciousness was also following a thread too. So they generally match, you know, it just yeah. takes a moment, you know. It, I like that. Yeah. Fascinating. But thank you so much, Tracy. And yeah, of, so uh, luck with your pet and all that's yeah. going on. Um, but thank you for talking on my show. And I will have Tracy's links below. And I would love to have you join me in spiritual community on Wednesday evenings. Um, I don't live in Oregon. I live in Texas. So most of my community is online. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun because I was just recently in Texas. So now when people, you know, I love it when I get to visit a place that somebody is talking about, and then I have that reference, that energy reference with it. But so cool. much fun. Um, yes, thank you for having me. Please go check out that link that she's going to post with this. Um, I do have a reemergence online workshop if anybody wants a Daniel experience. That's a great way to do it. Um, he's going to bring us into a reemergence, like a rising of the Phoenix out of the ashes. So it'll be fun. Very cool. Well, thank yeah. you and have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye everyone.